to the return of the Luke and Pete show. It is Thursday and we are in your ears. We are tickling your ivories deep within your inner ear. And uh, it's a lovely place to be. Nice ear you've got here. Be a shame if your eardrum burst, wouldn't it? Ah! <laughs> ah! Watcher. Watcher. How's it going? Starting off with a threat. Watcher. New listeners, new listeners will be perturbed by that, but regular listeners will see it as Understand. the idle, empty threat that it is. I'll get you. You don't really. You've never really physically harmed, harmed another person, have you? Uh, Not intentionally. No. I was getting manhandled by a Hungarian. Oh yeah. On Saturday, a man on the uh, tube was very wanting to shake my hand, and he wanted to get Heathrow, and he's very drunk, and then he just started just grabbing me, and we kissed. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to get you to Heathrow. Yeah. What happened but, um, after that? I made my. I made good my escape. Hmm. Sorry, sir. I need to chip off now. What, what have you been I up to, a, Peter? All kinds of stuff. Um, preparing for uh, tonight's uh, big old football rumble live up in Sheffield. Look forward to that. I've not spent any time in Sheffield, uh, even though my favourite band Pulp are from there. Maybe there'll be a Jarvis Crocker shrine up there, and we won't know. Do you know why I've been there? I'll give you a clue. Why have you been there? <laughs> Snooker. Yeah. Yes. Is that where the Crucible is? It is. Is it? In Sheffield? Yeah. So that's where the best snooker place is in Sheffield. That's why. Yeah. That's where it is. It's been there since the late 70s, I think. I think the theatre we're playing mm. tonight is right next to the Crucible, I think. Wonderful. Are you going to visit yeah. and have a look? Might have a little look around, yeah. I mean, I've been there when there's actual snooker happening, which is probably better. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I could go there again. Is there always a... it is a working theatre like, outside of that. Right, okay. Oh, it's so it's like a crucible shape and it does like... Oh, so they bring around in, so, they, so they don't just keep the snooker table there. No, right. I'm afraid not, Peter. No. How do they? I mean, with the NFL at uh, the, the Spurs well, they stadium, can't have the NFL I mean, there. Like, the, the NFL at the Spurs stadium, like obviously, there's been a lot of little mini documentaries how they move the pitch in, how they move the pitch out, and stuff, and how long they can keep the pitch underground. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, how I went they, to how a, they um, move that snooker table. I went to Whoa. imagine they played NFL at the Crucible. <laughs> I, I went to the NFL London launch party at the Spurs Stadium. How was that? It was good. They got, they've got a huge. They've got huge special um, purpose built NFL dressing rooms in the stadium. Okay. Oh, so, so just for I, that, I don't. As far as I'm aware, they don't convert the no the Premier League pre, the football the Spurs team dressing rooms. They, well, I mean, in an di- ideal situation, uh, yeah, you would have a, a separate thing. And I guess they've got enough real estate. I mean, that's just annexing a, a, a meeting room, isn't it? Or so it's a, good. Nice. Oh, decent, yeah. What um, is it? Do they have all mod cons in there? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, they they had um, laid a floor down, right? And they had hung up different jerseys and and kind of protected other areas of it, so it yeah. wasn't kind of too um, too sort of exposed. Right. But it was good. There's quite there's quite a few famous people there as well, actually. What do you mean? Quite interesting because it was like a part, launch party. Thing. Oh, right. Okay. And um, who was there? Um, oh, I can't remember now. Boring. But anyway, it was <laughs> it was it was fairly interesting. Um, one of the things that, that sort of caught my eye this week, Pete, did you see that, um, does the name Alexei Leonov mean anything to you? Um, why, yes. Would you like to tell us why? He discovered milk. It's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Famously, Thank you. in the um, fucking Bronze Age, yeah. he, discovered, he discovered milk. Yeah, <laughs> discovered milk. Yeah. Now, Alexei Leonov was the first person in history to spacewalk. Oh, he, he did died, it, didn't he? Yeah, he did it in 1965. He died last week, age 85. I was very impressed by the amount of medals he had on his uh, chest. Just when you drill More down, more medal than chest. When you, that's an, I mean, that's an easy thing to say. The first person in history to spacewalk in 1965. Mm. When you drill down into what actually happened, how they did it, and how sort of, I guess, kind of sort of primitive the kind of technology mm. was, it is 
unreal. Yeah. I mean, tethered to the spaceship by a 16-foot cable, he floated above Earth for like 12 minutes. Um, his spacesuit started to inflate, <laughs> so he couldn't get back into the spaceship. Um, and, yeah, I think he eventually managed to put squeeze himself in by letting some air out, obviously, taking his gloves and uh, shoes off, boots <laughs> off, squeezing back in. Um, yeah, absolutely crazy what went on. He said um, he was floating without any control at all. Um, getting back into the capsule was the most difficult moment of his life. Uh, his spacesuit began to balloon out of shape and the fabric began to stiffen. Uh, his hands slipped out of his gloves, his feet came out of his boots and he could no longer get through the spaceship's airlock. The craft was hurtling towards Earth's shadow, so he knew in a few minutes' time he would be plunged into total darkness. Mm. Uh, he lost six kilograms doing the spacewalk. Um, wow. Because he let a load of stuff out of the suit and all this other stuff went on. But the worst thing, the craziest thing about this, right, is that what he's done there is amazing. It's, it's, it's groundbreaking. It's set against the background of the space race against the US. You kind of think he, he, he obviously became a national hero. Him and the pilot, a guy called Pavel Belyayev, um, they were held as heroes when they got back but they crash-landed in a forest in the Ural Mountains and had to wait three days to be rescued. <laughs> I'll be in a space. You it's the last thing I need. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, like you see the footage, I don't know about you, but when you hear of like the Apollo sort of spacecraft coming back, the, you've, you, pictures in my mind are it landing in the Pacific Ocean with Getting the parachute, up, yeah, and there's yeah. a ship next to them, and yeah, they pick yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah. These guys have to wait three days <laughs> to be picked up. Man. It was, uh, whenever you sort of see those kind of early, um, certainly on, on, the, on the Soviet side, uh, exploratory missions. It's like, it's a bit more scattergun, a bit more Cavalier. expendable. Yeah, Cavalier. <laughs> but, he, but he apparently went on to become a um, a, a much celebrated and quite a successful um, artist. Mm. And um, he, notable artwork, it was a self-portrait of his spacewalk. Um, he used to sketch a lot of his fellow astronauts and apparently yeah, he had quite a life. So, so good on him. Go well. Yeah. He's, fate has broken his stride and he's left this veil of tears. But what a life he, le- he led. He's gone back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and back up. Absolutely. I thought that was fascinating. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up with you, old diggery, is I got this thing in my mind last week. Things that people always say that I don't think anyone knows if they're true or not, and I'd like our listenership to tell us right. by emailing hello at lukeandpeach.com. Yeah. I've got two examples. I'm sure you can think of some. If not now, you better think of some for Monday. Um, I've got a couple, two, two things here. When people visit your house and they don't get an immediate reaction from your pet, they always say, and they always say this, oh, uh, yeah, he can probably smell my cat or my yeah, dog okay, right. or my gerbil or something. Is that is that real? Um, well, yeah, because they're quite territorial, those animals, aren't they? So I don't know about the gerbil bit, but... Um, how, do, how can they definitely... How do we know they can definitely smell another animal? Because, like, that's all dogs spend... Dogs in particular, like, spend all of their time just... Um, sniffing. Sniffing, isn't it? Pee-mail. But why would that be a reason for a cat not to like you? Well, yeah, I mean, that could be a reason. You could smell of a dog or you could smell of a different animal. And oh. you could, you know, you could upset the cat. Right, I want to know. Very for, sensitive. I want to know for sure. And secondly, um, something people always, there's two things people always say right. when you announce or you, you're seen to have a cold. Right. Right. Can you tell me what they are? Um... Uh, uh, what if, if uh, I won't go near you? I won't I'll tell you. your hand. Yeah, there's a bit of that, but, mm. but one is always oh, a lot of that going around at the moment. Yeah, yeah, what does yeah, that yeah. fucking mean? Doesn't mean anything. Well, there's yeah, there's a lot of people with colds. Yeah, but there probably exactly always that. is. There probably always is a lot nah, of people with colds. No, well, there's, there's, there's certain times of the year where colds are more prevalent because it's, it's a virus, isn't it? So, like, people would 
that would be shared around. I think people say that even if there isn't. Yeah, I'd have that. Yeah. And the second one is they always say three days coming, three days staying, three <laughs> days going, don't they? Is that true? Don't they? Yeah. Three days coming, three days staying. Now, I find it one day coming and then it's there. And then if it's a light call, it's one day there. And then about three days recovery, I would say. I find it quite random. <laughs> random. I, f- I find like if if sometimes if you if you pile on the vitamin C and the zinc and you look after yourself, you can shake it off in a couple of days. But if it's a really bad one, it can stick around for ages. I know like people say that um, taking vitamins is a misnomer, but uh, I've been slamming back my cent- centrum uh, these past couple of years centrum. and I've not, I've not really had that many calls. Because London, I was getting a call every bloody month, it seemed like. Uh, I also do get the flu jab at Christmas, though, because I'm an athmetic. You were also, um, but you were ill last week. Yeah, it's because I ate, because I drank loads of beer for three, four days on the trot uh, and ate loads of chicken legs. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Not chicken wings, chicken that... legs. <laughs> that'll I'd, do it, mate. Yeah. I do always put my, um, my chicken wings yesterday that had uh, licorice, a licorice glaze. Yeah, you may High fives. Have High fives for that. Any good? Yeah, very good. Big, big fan of that. Well, we'll, we'll go to them again. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, well, listen, if, you, if you've got anything that people always say that you're wondering, one, if it's true or not, or two, just generally kind of annoys you, then um, and do let us know. Um, Peter, let's go and have a little break, and after that we're going to do some emails because we've got quite a lot to get through this week, or this Thursday, I should say. All right. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. Uh, What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Ooh la la, that guy is spicy. He is spicy. Spicy. I, um, I should have said this first bit, but I, you know, I was building a computer last week and I got very emotionally invested. Oh, I forgot to ask you about this. Sorry, mate. A lot of thermal paste, a lot of all that business. Um, I think I bought three motherboards in the end, three processors, two power supplies, um, and it cost me a ridiculous amount of money because I was trying to figure out what component was broken through a series of, um, Guess who style? Well, let's go back to the start. What? Why are you doing this? Because because I need a new computer. Well, so you just building... buy one off the shelf. Well, because it's more expensive. If you put it together yourself, it's cheaper. How much cheaper? Five hundred quid. Really? Yeah. How much would you be look? What's your total budget for a PC then? Well, in this case, it's about cracking on for two grand. Right. But the processor. If you buy everything in all in one, like an all in one tower, like mm. someone has to. There's, there's labour costs involved. Right. 
and I've always put together my own PCs, and, and I've got a case, so the case will work again for another PC. Oh, you just use that as so a shell. Just use that basically. as a shell, okay. and just swap out, swap yeah. out the components. But the problem yeah. was, do you think you'd ever have full sex with a woman? Or, well, if I did, <laughs> got the shell, haven't I? <laughs> No, carry on. So, what does the thermal paste do again? I just get confused. Thermal paste transfers heat from processor to uh, heat sink slash fan slash pump, depending on what you've got. How it's a you this item, isn't it? Thermal paste. Well, it's a fascinating item, but the actual component that you buy needs a heat dissipator because otherwise it would just fry itself. Right. Which seems, as a, as a component, it is destined to die. <laughs> <laughs> if right. left alone if it doesn't have a piece of machinery on top of it it is destined to die because it gets too hot it's just really weird is it like Build-A-Bear those Build-A-Bear shops a little bit yeah, yeah. you can choose your own components with more unhappiness <laughs> yeah with more unhappiness with more chances of failure and probably a bit more expensive as well yeah and what, it's just very, it's just very upsetting that it just um, that well now, well now I have too many motherboards too many processors the problem was actually just a small cable uh, in the power supply, which is the cheapest part of the situation. Always the way. A five dollar piece in a two grand machine. Very upsetting. So what have you got but now? I was, about having, three I was having an emotional episode. Yes, I've got about three computers in varying degrees of uh, completeness. But I've started to send the pieces back. But turns out some of the non not the big Amazons, but the um the, the, the small mom and pop shops that I got some of the components from. Yeah. They're actually a bit sniffy about uh, taking stuff back. They're like, uh well oh, Pete, um you better not damage this uh, motherboard. Can you take a picture of the pins on the motherboard? I'm like, how dare you? Right. And I did check the motherboard. I have bent a couple of pins. <laughs> so, so you that, have like customer, so right, customer rights though? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but if they sort of say, well, you bent the pins there, so that's not does it, that's not what you're supposed to do and that's why it's faulty. Mm. What mm. are you going to be using the PC for? General productivity and gaming. Because <laughs> I mean, just editing live show videos is what it's spent last five years months doing I is think it, is it powerful enough for that well, I didn't realise how what, what, a, what a slouch my PC was until I started doing some 3D rendering it's been a long time since I did any 3D studio work uh, got back into it uh, and uh, yeah it takes quite a long time what kind of what, what processing power does the one you've got now have then i9 baby what does that mean top of the tree is it best you can get I'll show you the, show you the case it comes in like a weird yeah. kind of crystal yeah box. i9 how much does that cost 450 quid and how long would that be the Sort of bleeding edge for that'll that'll do me for another three years I reckon. Oh really? Yeah. But by then there'll yeah. be like a much better one. Yeah, possible. Yeah, there always is. Blimey, man! Blimey, O'Reilly. How's, how's the gaming chair? Gaming chairs still. Uh, I've noticed there's quite a lot of fluff and detritus, bits of old chips. Yeah, <laughs> that have been caught on the side of it. That's why you need the infant chip. Depressing. Helmet, That's mate. why I need the infant. There was a couple of people who uh, tweeted me today actually, sort of saying that I'm a new father and I never realised how important. How necessary the infant chip ball helmet uh, would be. Mate, it could have been. You are misunderstood in your own time. I know. Pete. Pete, no, I mean, maybe someone will find be... that pit and when I die and go, wow. But it wasn't granted, was it? It wasn't granted because I didn't supply enough imagery. That's why I'm getting the computer so I can build a 3D representation of what it is. Do it. That'd be great. <laughs> have you got the if you got the patent granted for that, mate? That'd be your fortune made, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um right, at some point we did promise some emails. Mm. It's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com for that Alexandria has been in touch fantastic name Alexandria very, very grand very enjoyable um, she says howdy y'all in episode 199.58 you talk about odd competitions I think we were talking about stone skimming weren't we Pete mm, yes um, Alexandria says the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association have a cast iron skillet toss every year the participants females only toss a skillet do you know what a skillet is Pete it's like it's a, a heavy saucepan yeah, yeah. Like frying pan kind of thing. What a weird thing to ask me. I just wondered. 
Um, put on the skillet, put on the lid. Fill my pockets full of shortening bread. Mama loves a shot ninja. We should sing that at school. Great. Weird. Where did you go to school again? Uh, the Deep South. Oh, Texas. It- yeah. Jackson, Mississippi. In 1850. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. She, Alex says, uh, the participants, females only, toss a skillet and then the, d- the distance is measured. The furthest I've been able to toss it is 67 feet. Wow. Which is the furthest for my age bracket of 30 to 35. That's amazing. She says she's 32. Really enjoyed the podcast and abroad in Japan as well. Thank you for all you do. It helps pass the work day. I love they have like an edge bracket. That's Brilliant. funny. But a cast iron skillet is quite a heavy implement. Oh, I love cast iron restoration. I've probably spoken about this before, but one of my one of the great joys on YouTube is just watching uh, men, and again, it is usually men, going around um, cast iron um, kind of swap meets, basically, just big yard sales in, in, in America finding old bits of cast iron, this coveted cast iron, heavy uh, pan work, and, uh, and just restoring it, just, you know, spending hours and hours and hours uh, with an angle grinder, grinding it down, repolishing it, retreating it, and, and making it um, a, new, a new product. Oh, it's, it's so cathartic. You really are a man, Pete, who has embraced the internet and all it brings like, fully. I'm I mean, not a creator, I'm just a consumer. That's the annoying thing. Other people are creators. I'm, I've lost that part of my mind that creates and I've just become a, a consumer and, and it's very much uh, coincided with me paying £10 a month for YouTube um, premium, which is a great product, but it just means that you can consume more YouTube quicker because there are fewer adverts. There are no adverts, right? No adverts, yeah. Exactly. Um, and do you think you'd ever would have ever become aware of a cast iron community no if it wasn't for no god no god no what do you reckon you'd have been doing now well, okay, bearing in mind i have no interest in cooking i don't have any pans i got a couple of i got a wok got a hot wok and that's about it when's the last time you used a wok <sighs> long time ago i can't remember the last time i cooked to be honest tell us when the last time you you cooked a meal in your own home and what it was i think it was um uh i made my own holiday sauce for some uh uh eggs benedict did you yeah that's very nice Holiday well, sauce made... is very easy to make, but is people it? don't bother because you can just buy it in a tin. But, I don't think but, I've, I've never made it. But through um, necessity uh, comes is the mother of creation, hmm. etc. Do you not? Do you not ever cook for your uh, for your significant other? No, I don't don't really see her that much, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and also I'm not got... a great cook, so yeah, but no one's no a great one cook, really, like are they? I mean, I make a my wife's fish. excellent, but I make a mean fish pie. Mama likes a nice cut piece that does not swim in grease. Mama make a mean drumstick without no oil slick. Very good. Is that crisp and dry? Mm, mama preaches that it's great because it's low in saturates. Because with crisp and dry, oh, food stays crisp and dry. <laughs> yeah, very good. I can never remember lyrics, but I can remember lyrics to adverts inexplicably. You do realise that like, when you cook for someone, it's not just about whether you're a good cook or not. It's about the fact that you've done it because it's nice for them to, to have it. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd... My house isn't very very inhabitable at the best of times, but I do like uh, I, I, like, I enjoy it. I definitely enjoy your uh, cooking. Are you still thinking about moving? Yeah, I was going to put on hold for a little while just because I told my landlord, look, if you're going to put rent up by like twenty quid, I need the house painted. And they went, yeah, all right, they're going to come around this t- this date. They never did, and now I'm like, oh, I don't really want the painters in my house. I'll maybe yeah, not. I'll maybe, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Is it individual? Who is a landlord? Is it a company? It's a company. It's a letting agent. Yeah. They are dreadful. Imbecilic. Yeah, dreadful. Um, Pete, do us an email. It's your turn. Oh, goodness. Um, hello to Bibi. Um, I'm not going to do that one because it's about tech issues and we've had quite enough of that, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, 
Ben Dent Smith says, uh, or rather asks, I'm catching up with the episodes and I have a guest for the national treasure that likes eating hot oranges made by his hired help. Oh, tell, tell the story again very briefly. Um, I can't really remember it, but Mark from WrestleMe told a story he was working with somebody uh, and what you'd call a national treasure. I, uh, I wouldn't call him a national treasure, actually. Um, I know exactly who it is. Mm, would you? I think to the general populace that he would be, but yeah, I, I think he's got some darkness in him. Okay. He's he's almost Keysian. I would. He's approaching Keystown. Why can't we just name Keys. him? <sighs> oh yeah, I guess you can now. Who was it? <laughs> What's his name? Eamon Holmes. Eamon Holmes. Yeah. Apparently, likes to eat uh, an orange that's been warmed up. It's deviant behaviour. That's first point of call. <laughs> a hot orange. The second. Give me a fucking hot orange. But the second point of call on it, though, I think Pete is there, he's onto something because. Mm. I find I wouldn't it, trust it. Be like eating a hand grenade. What if it just gets too hot? And you're like, <laughs> exactly. ah, no. It'd be like a really um, kind of natural version of like a McDonald's apple pie. <laughs> yes. Just burn your mouth to shit. But maybe it's because he's got sensitive teeth and oranges, if they've been kept in the fridge, can be a bit cold, can't they? Yeah, fair dues. Yeah, that's but all right. Who does the emailer guess it is? Uh, he thought it was Chris Tarrant. It's not. Same ballpark. Yeah, true. Have you ever worked with Chris Tarrant? No, never saw him. Kind of I passed him across. It, across it. He stopped just as I started working on XFM um, and he handed over the reins to um, uh, Johnny Vaughan. Vaughan, yeah. I remember, I remember Vaughan. Vaughan. Yeah, yeah. I, Johnny Vaughan was always really good to me. Yeah. Um, nice bloke. Um, uh, he's very... Um, he knows what he wants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has been known to, you know, chuck stuff about. But, um, yeah. yeah. He used he's to, not, um, not to the level of uh, Clarkson or anything, but... No, yeah. when he when I first started at, at Capital, top dog. Some of the breakfast stuff, show stuff, I had to do like promotions and stuff. Mm. One of the jobs he would give to me would be to stand at the door of the toilet, make sure no one was coming while he had a cheeky cigarette in the in the bathroom. Nice, yeah. He uh, simpler times. It was two thousand four, guys. If you walked upstairs, uh, to be honest, the smoking man hadn't even come in effect in the in bars at that point. I right, remember, okay. I remember that. Um, I remember sort of coming up the stairs and Vaughn was coming downstairs, and he went never. Grabbed, grabs, never cross someone on the stairs. Yeah, I was like, we're at work. Yeah, <laughs> we're at work. We gotta get places, Johnny. Yeah. He used to say, I remember he said to me once in the can in the canteen, hey, Luke. If anyone ever asks you if you take drugs, say every day, every day. <laughs> and he was like in the middle of eating a yogurt at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> remember that guy who worked in the canteen at Capital. He was like a, kind of kind of a character. Uh, was he South African? No, Max. Yes, yes. he was South African. What? He wasn't South African. He was definitely South African. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely South African. I, I always remember on, on a particular day, because Thursday was always curry day. Yeah. I think Him and Doris. Yeah, oh, Doris was great. But like Tuesday or Wednesday, we used to be sausage. You could have sausage, mashed potatoes and beans. Mm. And he always used to, uh, he'd say, oh, what do you want? And he'd say that and he'd go, bangers, mash and beans, bangers, mash and beans. And I remember him being a cockney. But you're telling me you're South African? Yeah, you're South African. <laughs> Bloody yeah, that's, that's, that's ruined my day, that is. That reminds me of when I used to work um, on Sean Keaveney's show, because uh, he used to do Fridays, because Lauren didn't want to do the full, the full week, bless her. Um, and um, he used to send me upstairs for an egg, an egg, was it an egg sandwich? Yeah, egg, two fried eggs, but, buttered toast, hurt me with a Tabasco, hurt me. <laughs> fucking, fucking hurt me. That's brilliant. And uh, and ever since that, every time I put Tabasco on it, I think of Sean Keefe. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Every time I, every time almost I got the toilet, I met a guy who used to work for uh, Robert's Digital Radios. Yeah. Um, and he They make does, quite beautiful machines. They do make quite beautiful machines, retro machinery, uh, retro DABs. But um, he told me that he once got a job interview 
uh, and he the the bloke for some reason followed him into the toilet after he he was coming out the toilet. Followed him in and uh, checked whether he uh, left the toilet seat up or down. That's weird. It is a bit weird, but he sort of said, "You've left the toilet seat down. I'm giving you the job." It was the last test. That's weird. This is weird. Isn't <laughs> it's it? weird, isn't it? If people want any more information on radio personalities, email in because I tell you what, we probably worked with Simon at some point. But um, Keith got... was always a lovely fella. But it's again, Sean Keith. Yeah, was old, a lovely... old diamonds, old yeah. diamonds. Yeah, Keith Keaveney was uh, lovely. He uh, he. Let's make this very clear. They're not all diamonds. <laughs> no, no. Some of them are absolute wrongins. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, I'm sat opposite one. Yeah. Um, what about this from Anne? I'm just saying that I always get now, now. I always put the toilet seat down. And all right. I always think because of, of that, that man. Isn't that weird that I've associated? I always think of him. How well do you know him? Not very well. I met him like three times. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You, your mind doesn't anchor things like that. Danny Wallace always said that he uh, read that Carlos Santana said that a bath should, when you get into a bath, you shouldn't feel hot or cold. It should be exactly the temperature of your body. Uh, and every time he gets into a bath, he thinks about Carlos Santana. <laughs> <laughs> That's also pretty strange. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, good. What? I just remember something I got it for Danny Wallace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good old was, I love that me. that was you, you live remembering something live on the show live remembering gotta write um, some gags for the golden joysticks and, oh. and um, what are the big video game stories Luke let's 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 blue sky this on air you're writing gags Gooses. with Danny Wallace geese I do it every year geese uh, Nintendo Switch Lite that's yeah. all I've got right now I could probably do some pretty good jokes about Super Mario World if you want <laughs> cool brilliant I'll have a think about it yeah. Ant from uh, Alicante has got in touch Antecalente I mean look Let's let's be honest. He's emailed in about this subject. He lives in Alicante. Um, nice. He's clearly a Brit living in Spain. And I'm just going to read the, the email. Nice. Look, I do actually love the show, but fucking hell, Luke, it's pronounced Harridge, or at worst, Harridge. Christ, that's having an American wife for you. By the way, how did, how did Leicester get on this weekend? Presumably he's talking about the fact that I mentioned Harwich. Oh. And it's pronounced Harridge or Harwich. Well, I, you I know never, what? I've never actually fucking been there. So well, I, I, I look, I am a man who, on pretty much every time I do a travel bulletin, I get something fucking wrong. Yeah. Name your place name so normal people can fucking pronounce it. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's Ant from Alicante. Um, the <laughs> great example of this and how tricky in English can be is that on the train line down from Vic, the Victoria train line down to Portsmouth. It's a kind of a more elongated countryside route. It's not the, mm. not the fast service from London Waterloo. Well, is it? Yeah, it goes. I love the gaff, doesn't it? Yeah. It goes through um, two stations, one after the other. One is uh, spelt C-O-S-H-A-M. And the next one is spelt... Cosham. Yeah. And the next one is spelt B-O-S-H-A-M. Bosham. Bosham. Cosham and Bosham. Cosham and Bosham. Bosham. It's pronounced Bosham. There's absolutely no fucking reason for it. So take your Harwich and shove it up your fucking Alicante. That's what I say. <laughs> but thanks for getting in touch, Alan, yeah. and, and, and we appreciate the uh, the listenership. Your rare spot of Lutmore belligerence, I agree with. Uh, yeah, I've got a, one, another f- email very, very finally okay. from Lou, who says, all right, lads, and a bit of a catch-up, and on 199.55, Luke asked Pete, what's the most amount of drinks he would buy for people after a live show? Right. And Pete said four. Do you remember right. that? Uh, no, but yeah. It was disconcertingly small in terms of RAM because I've seen you buy rounds much bigger than Lucky that. Ducky, anyway, yeah. Lou says, I like a bit of Sunday morning kitchen with Tim Lovejoy. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of wrongs, And a, a good watch when lazing around in bed. And the script were on it. You know the band The Script? Mm. And said they broke the world record for the biggest round of drinks 
because they bought one for 8,000 people Jeez. at a gig which cost £22,000. Surely Pete could beat that on his absolute radio wages. He could. He mm. could. But that's the script. They've got the world record, apparently. And anyone who's heard their music would probably do with a pint. That's the thing, though, isn't it? I quite like the script, lads, because they're nice. Certainly the ones who isn't the lead singer, because they're the ones who gets offered for uh, for interview with Absolute Radio. Right. I always, always like those lads. Are they, nice. a big, are they a big deal? I can't really figure it out. They're one of those kind of like, they were big for a while, weren't they? But it, did the nice guy, traps. was he involved in some kind of reality show? The yes, main guy? I believe he was on The Voice. He's got tall hair. He looks like the bloke out of The Bravery. I don't know why the bloke from The Bravery should be any kind of indie touchstone for me, but uh, it is. He's got very tall hair. So there you go. It's an honest mistake. He's like a B-Jams version of... Um, Who's the bloke who did this love has taken it gone on me? She said goodbye. To Mama me. likes a nice card piece. This <laughs> love has taken its toll. Yeah, who who's uh, on that? Oh, it's very big. Oh, Maroon 5. Like Maroon 5. They're like a B Jams version of Maroon 5. Okay. B Jams. What, what version? B Jams. B Jams. I think it was a, it's a southern uh kind of heron, southern kind of freezer shop, I think. Right. Low rent, kind of pound stretcher. We didn't ever yeah. had it in the north, but it is a. I never heard of it. I'm from the, the south. Mm. You, it's funny if what you think of south, I think of as north. Um, all right, let's get different out of here. Different perspectives from different boys. <laughs> we haven't had time to talk about why there are sex shops popping up all over the A1. Uh, maybe we'll we do spoken about? Week. Did we speak about that? Because you we mentioned were, it, but I looked into it further. It's bizarre. I was trying to get. Um, I was trying to get Reese to stop at a sex shop. <laughs> what the tour manager? <laughs> yeah. Blimey, Reese is a right. diamond, isn't he? I like Reese a lot. Lovely fella. Lovely fella. None of our listeners know him, so let's get out of here. Nice None of fella, our fellas know the spacewalk man, but Reece we're talking about him, <laughs> Please go that. Even Reese wouldn't say that he's on the same level as that. Come on. All right, we'll see you next week. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks for listening. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com to get in touch. We are nothing without you emailing in, so please do so, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, fuck off, you pigs. <laughs> Was a Stakhanov production.